welcome to another episode of... Kiefer. I barely knew her. The podcast where we watch a movie, then get really high, and then talk about it, like, a lot. A whole lot. And as always, we have our hosts, uh, my lovely Bee. Oh, hey, man. (laughs) (laughs) And my wonderful husband, Chris. Our movie today was Kiefer Sutherland's own Flatliners from 1990. Oh, God, so old. So old. (laughs) Just like Kiefer Sutherland. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the plot of this movie is there are some med students, Mm -hmm. and uh, they're trying to really make names for themselves. Oh, yeah. Uh, And Kiefer Sutherland's character decides that going to the brink of death... (laughs) And then beyond the brink of death mm-hmm. to actual brain death to try to <laughs> yes. figure out if there is something after death. Which seems like an extreme measure. Extreme. Normally you would experiment and do that to other people. But, okay. Right. Fine. Sure. <laughs> you can't trust it, you know? Ethics. You can't yeah, trust it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, that's essentially the movie plot. Uh, there's a group of doctors that come together, mm-hmm. literally... Like, do what they need to do to stop their hearts and... and Come back. Yeah. And then start them up again. Yeah. So we are going to take a break now and smoke up. Um, So smoke them if you got them. Or whatever (laughs) you need to do, um, you know, to get yourself there. And... Hopefully, you're going to be able to get to where we're about to get. (laughs) See you soon. And we're back. And we're high. <laughs> um, yeah, so Flatliners. Chris, where did this story take you? Well, there was a really, really interesting question that I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. And uh, is, that is, is Kiefer Sutherland a megalomaniac? Like a person mm-hmm. who is completely obsessed with their own power. And that's just, that's his character. Um, yeah, I actually would agree. Yeah, that's, that's all he was. It's really, he he was a really strange character when you think about it. Um, he wanted to die, uh, didn't really explain why ever. Um, his apartment, honestly, the weirdest thing is his apartment had like nothing in it. Like, (laughs) there was like a bed, I don't think there was a couch, maybe, maybe there was a couch. It was like the most sparse apartment it was so, like, devoid of personality. There was nothing. I don't know why Billy Baldwin wanted it. Right? I mean, it was a nice apartment. Yeah. No, I it guess It definitely that. had potential. Definitely had great spots to hide cameras. Oh, yeah. God. God. Yeah. But, yeah, Kiefer definitely was obsessed with, with how, like, powerful and amazing he was. I mean, th- I think that it came out to me the most. Mm-hmm. When Kevin Bacon had to step in to save, uh, well, no, to save uh, the bald one. He couldn't bring him back. And so, like, Julia Roberts had to tell him to let Kevin Bacon try. And then Kevin Bacon brought him back. Oh, man. And then, like, there was, like, this complete shift in his body language. Wow. Like, it was, I was impressed. It was, um... <laughs> Far better acting than I think I've ever seen from him. He did uh, a really good job on that part. Like, there was mm-hmm. a, like, just, it was like a physical blow almost. It was just mm, like, ugh. Yeah. 
and he kind of like hunched over a little bit like it just like it hurt him it hurt him because he failed in front of her Mm. and then the baconator (laughs) fucking succeeded yeah in front of her. Oh yeah. And then from that point forward, she was so hot for him. Her her focus completely shifted. <laughs> at least in his eyes. Yeah, he sees that as the reason why, but not as the actual reason why, because he was not in the conversations where he respected her. Right. That's what turned her on. <laughs> because he listed two qualities before listing beauty as one of her. Like, top three qualities. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that, too. I thought yeah. that was like, oh, man, is that his play, though? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, probably. <laughs> right? uh, <laughs> Let's be honest here, yeah. You know, like, that's his game. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, these are the things that I appreciate about <laughs> you. Also, you're really pretty. <laughs> I don't know how you have everything going for you. At the same time, like, there are two other guys in the group who think just calling her beautiful and asking her out is enough. That's like, very fair. Like, like, they don't think that they have to actually try, that she should just put out. Like, <laughs> get with it. Yeah. Hey, beautiful. Right. Want to go out? He's like, I really don't think no. what people are saying about you is true. <laughs> you right, know? he was like, nagging her so he hard. He was nagging her. Seriously doing it. Uh, the, the, that was rough, too. Like, yeah. you're like, you're not frigid. Uh-huh. This is essentially what he said to her. Or he may have said that verbatim. I, I can't know. remember. Maybe Billy Baldwin just isn't good at being, like, a, a sensual kind of guy. <laughs> I mean, that's... Mm. Negging in the 90s. Yeah. Julia Roberts, even. And he didn't say anything about her eyebrows. Nothing. Not a thing. There's so much material there. <laughs> Is that a fun, oh, man. fun of a joke? Oh, man, it might be. It might Damn it, be. another accidental one. Get it together, B. Ugh. All right, all right. Got to get my head in the game. <laughs> You're better than that. <laughs> you would think, but oh my God. history does not show as much. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Thanks, Dick. <laughs> I mean, you've got a 50% ratio here, you know what I mean? Like, this is this is the second time in four podcasts. Oh so, just All doing right. the math, B. Okay, get us back back to task here. Where, where oh, are we at? Oh, yeah, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> he destroyed <Okay>. Sutherland. <laughs> like, just, just destroyed his spirit. Mm-hmm. And from that point forward, he was just like, <laughs> what was that line that Keeper Sutherland said about the kid? It was, uh, sometimes he gets a little carried away. Oh, yeah. The sometimes little fella gets, <laughs> gets sometimes the little away. fella gets carried away. Oh, like arguably <laughs> the best line in the movie. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. Shit, I was going somewhere with that earlier was. Oh, man. No, I was saying not only was it that he got like, the shit kicked out of him mm-hmm. by this little dude. Repeatedly. Uh, repeatedly. But then he was like just trying to flex. Like, I could bring him back. Or I could just let the Baconator die. Yeah. You know? He was being such a dick about that. I <laughs> have the power. This is my lab. Mm-hmm. Like, he was throwing his weight around at every opportunity. Yeah. And doing anything he could to like belittle them and be like, you're riding my coattails. <laughs> All this other stuff. That's about what it was. Like, that was... 
He was a megalomaniac. He had to be in absolute control. But imagine, this is actually a world where he is in control of life and death. Like, he killed that little boy. Oh, yeah, he did. And he put those people under, and he doesn't need to take them out if he doesn't want to. Like, he has all the power and control there. He really did. And, God, they were such little babies about everything. Mm -hmm. I love Julia Roberts when she was like, now I know why I'm here. <laughs> like they were both trying to run away. Mm-hmm. Kiefer was already under. Mm-hmm. Oh, think... man. But talking about oh. that little kid, Jesus, after that what? kid beat him up the first time, yeah. right? And he went home, and it was Halloween night. He yeah. was like, Jesus Christ, he's back to finish the job. <laughs> and he tried to, like, jump out of the window to get away. Oh, man, I think I just blew out the speakers on both of our mics. Yeah. And just, like, ran down the stairs, and then he gets caught by these little kids saying trick-or-treat. That's some good kind of torture. Like, that kid was good at fucking with him. It really was. I think you were talking about it. That the kid was making him experience the anxiety and stress that they had put him under. Experiencing it. In a way that, like, adults can most experience that, and that's just through physical violence. Well, I mean, the kid also died. I think that's a part of it, too, enacting that kind of pain. Yeah, that's very true. Like, that's why uh, I was wondering, like, is the afterlife (laughs) revenge-driven? Like, if you were murdered, are you just waiting in the afterlife for your murderer to die so you can murder them? Just like, oh, man, it's today (laughs) to the day. Just like, oh... (laughs) Just trying to get any kind of information you can oh, get man, about whether or not. Oh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them. Like someone's like, mine's 98. they got to go any day now. <laughs> any day any now. Any day. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. <laughs> kick the shit out of them. <sighs> but, yeah, that and the fact that, like, all of the things that happened to them, the way they felt about it was very specific to them. Yes. Like, one, I kind of kind of just throw out, if uh, if this is about the afterlife, why is it specific to each of them? But, okay. But um, also, like, why is it that Kiefer Sutherland's and Julia Roberts' people were both dead, but Kevin Bacon's was alive? Yeah. Like, what is, how but does like, that work? Think about how they suffered. Like, Kevin Bacon felt embarrassed and, like, ashamed and shamed. That's how he suffered, like, he was being treated that way, and that's what he did to that girl. Yeah. Julia Roberts felt, like, I don't know, immense guilt. Yeah. And that's what that was all about. Yeah, that's what her dad felt. And uh, Billy B. uh, Baldwin, he experienced being exposed. Without like he without knew permission, what he was doing was wrong. His videos were being put oh. on screens out in public and in other people's homes. That's him being exploited without his permission. And oh, then those man. women came on to him. So he that's the terrible thing he experienced was what he did. To what them. he did to to women. So Kiefer Sutherland obviously beat the shit out of this kid multiple times. Right. That's a really good point. Holy shit! I didn't even think about that. Does that mean that Kiefer Sutherland broke a hockey stick over the kid? Oh my, I bet there was also a thing with the screwdriver or something. Oh man. But like, Kiefer Sutherland didn't even get fucking punished for it. 
I was taken away from my family and sent to an all boys school. That's <laughs> right. what that's was, what happened. You got sent to a reform it, school. Yeah, or, that's it. You know, that was it. And you know what? He came out just as much of an asshole. And also so, completely privileged. You think he was paying for that apartment? Right. Yeah. God. And that's the thing. Like he couldn't have been taken away from his parents. Where the fuck would he get all that money to have that apartment? He was just in a different state or whatever. Right. <laughs> How he probably got they to do visit it. for Christmas. Yeah. Weren't you happy? Wasn't that enough for you, dead I boy? Paid my dues. You didn't get to live your life. <laughs> I was sad sometimes. Okay. <laughs> I felt feels. It was really difficult. I really struggled severely in that school. It was not very personalized. <laughs> They were very militant. I struggled. I did not have a lot of fun, and they did not let me have video games, so. I got to hear about Nintendo. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a really interesting kind of dynamic. Like It just seemed really strange to me that two of them were dead and one of them was alive, and they had such a diverse opportunity with things. So is death... Ven- like, is that vengeance or, like, because, I don't, I don't know, it's just a really weird, <laughs> nothing lines up. And is that on purpose? Are they, like, essentially looking at it kind of like religion? Kevin Bacon's an atheist, so obviously he's not going to have anybody in an afterlife that he's talking to. He needs to make amends in real life mm. because mm. that's his only <laughs> representation on, on anything. Also, like, he doesn't feel responsible for anybody's death. <laughs> And these yeah, other true. two do. That's true as well. <laughs> Very true. But yeah, so so Kiefer mm-hmm. Sutherland, uh, I don't know necessarily what his religion is. I think it was probably Catholic. So he had to like make amends. And it was like all of the uh, penance for, he was like self-flagellation or whatever. <laughs> and then, I don't know, is Julia Roberts non-denominational Christian? <laughs> <laughs> Is that, like, how that like works? Your, your punishment is a hug. Yeah. You know, you did. <laughs> like, that's really what it came down to. You didn't listen to your parents. And, no. you know, the Bible says to honor thy mother and father. And you were told not to go in there, but yeah. you did anyways. Don't interrupt your dad. You know? And then dad just comes and it's like, no, it's not really your fault. So, yeah, it's like, you know, <laughs> no, everything's fine. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> everything's okay. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're good. So you've got, We just like, needed to wait it out. Got atheist. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is like within this life. Mm. You have Catholic self flagellation. <laughs> and then you have non denominational Christian. <laughs> no consequences. <laughs> I mean Yeah. Yeah. It kind of works. Yeah. But what is Billy Baldwin? Um, what do you mean, what is Billy Baldwin? Like, what, what religion? Oh. Is it hedonism? I don't know. Oh. Different kind of guilt. No, he's, he's not uh, an important enough Baldwin to matter, <laughs> honestly. Or he's character like, in this movie. He's lucky to be there. Like, he was very lucky. Somebody pulled some strings so he could be the, the guy who bangs a bunch of chicks. <laughs> <laughs> that was his favorite character to play. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got to turn around and look at a camera while I was humping a chick. That was a very American psycho-esque <laughs> kind of situation, I feel like. Like, it just seemed very really creepy. 
And even his explanation to Oliver Platt about yeah. it, he's like, you know, I'm about to tie the knot, so I really need to uh, build up the spank bank, and I just don't have the room for it. We've got finals coming, guys. No, I mean, that's, that, that's exactly what it was. That's truth right there. He's, he's yeah, stuff quite on. disturbing, that guy. Yeah. Ugh. Like the first time he saw himself on somebody's computer or, a can- or TV, or, it was on something. He smiled. He did. He he wasn't like, oh shit, that's me, and like covering like, it. Oh yeah. He was like, fuck, man, yeah. So people are gonna look at me and like maybe I'll get some, you know. And he's like, oh shit, this is this was illegal. <laughs> yeah, and then fuck, and then it changes. <laughs> But like, yeah, he's not like he's excited by that. So maybe he's hedonist. I don't know if that's a religion though. He seems like the kind of guy who'd say it was. <laughs> you know. Right. Like, yeah. nah, dude, it is. And you just, you just stop like, nah, I don't. You know, like, you keep saying that <laughs> word, but uh, I don't think you know what it means. I don't think it means what you think it means. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, I just want to take a moment um, to acknowledge Oliver Platt. Because the movie certainly didn't. Um, this dude was, he was purely, like, background. He was stage, like, material. Did he do anything? No. At the, the knockout, like, the flatline the, situations? Except for say, flatline. Yeah, that's it. He just looked at numbers on a thing and repeated them out loud. He and was Sigourney Weaver from <laughs> Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Quest. yes. Oh, my God. But there were multiple scenes where he's just by himself talking to himself. Yes. Because there's no other reason to have him in the movie. He has nothing going on with other characters at all. I really had a serious question about uh, his character. Mm-hmm. And that is, I feel like he wants to be a writer. Mm, yeah. I, I think uh, that's the biggest thing for him, is to be a writer. Yeah. He doesn't really seem to have the stomach to be a doctor. No. You know, he's... He's pretty whiny about a lot of things. A lot of things. He was really struggling with a lot of things. I don't think he really wants to be a doctor. No, I think he wants the doctorate, and then he can move on to his... His actual passion. Yes. Oh, my goodness. But I'm serious. He didn't matter to anybody in this movie at all. He really didn't. There was even a scene... Where he's walking down the street with Billy Baldwin and he's talking the entire way and Billy Baldwin doesn't say a single word the entire scene. (laughs) It is just Oliver Platt talking to himself and they just threw another character in there. They were like, I mean, Billy Baldwin could have walked down the street by himself, but Oliver Platt was on set. So we just really didn't go talk, whatever. Oh my god. That's amazing. He might as well have just had his recorder with him. Or was he just talking into his recorder in that scene? No, he wasn't. He no, was he talking? was talking to oh my Billy god. Baldwin. Billy B. Billy B. Billy B. So I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge Oliver Platt, as I said, because the movie did not. Uh, yes, he was set dressing. It was sad. Was. Sorry, man. He can be so entertaining if you give him, you know, a chance. You know, he does uh, The Three Musketeers with Kiefer Sutherland. He does. Yeah, we should watch that one soon. We should. <laughs> I haven't seen that in so long. It's Chris O'Donnell. Me neither. Oh, God, I forgot he was in it. <laughs> oh, wow. Kiefer Sutherland's the uh, the bad guy, right? No, he's one of the... Oh, you're right. Players. Oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> I think that uh, you thought Kiefer Sutherland was the bad guy because he's like a bad guy in 
everything we've seen him in, like the last five movies. He's like always a bad guy. Always. It's his face. Yeah. <laughs> that brow is so furrowed. It really is. I think it's also like the downturned uh, corners of his mm, mouth. Mm-hmm. Just that's a villain face. He just looks like he's always just a little bit upset about something. Right? Like you just, you're not really certain if you were hanging out with him. Like. If yeah. you were going to be okay. Nothing's ever just okay. Uh-uh. Like, you, you don't just have a good day. There's always there's always something. You know, that kind of... <laughs> I don't think it's... his face feels like. Right? Yeah. It's... Oh, it's God. a weird thing to... Try. It's the kind of thing that would just make you have anxiety. <laughs> if you worked with him, you know? Every time you came into work, you'd be like... And you'd just be thinking to yourself, is he going to flip out today? <laughs> is today the day? Is today the day that he's going to lose it? I really think it could be today. Right? Like, everybody, watch your backs. But that's every day. Yeah. And then he, like, freaks out about the vending machine for something. <laughs> and you're like, is this going to be it's the like, catalyst? Like, oh my god, seriously. <laughs> this, is, this is what's going to put him over the edge? The fucking vending machine ate 50 cents. Okay. <laughs> that That's why it's, that's, yeah. Uh, I do want to say, I think that they did a good job by making Julia Roberts' character have such a curiosity about the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Because the personality that they gave her would not have gone along with Keeper Sutherland's plan for any other reason than that curiosity. And what was the personality that Kiefer gave her? She wasn't a character that was very open. She was a character that was trying to do a good job and to succeed where she was at. But she was not there to make friends. She wasn't there to get to know people. Not the people that she worked with anyways. She wanted to learn about the patients. Just very, very guarded. And she would not have been a part of that. Like, I mean, if she didn't have that curiosity. So they filled a plot hole. Or fill the possible plot hole that people could find by doing that. Like, making her character the one that uh, is the non-denominational Christian. No consequence. I actually have some thoughts on that. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I think that that's a somewhat unfair representation of her. Yeah. And it seems heavily biased on what the men who have tried to ask her out describe her as. Uh, She is actually very warm and open with everybody she worked with at the hospice. And she's very warm and open with everybody that she, like all the patients there. That's a very good point. She is very closed off from guys who are just trying to sleep with her (laughs) and very focused on becoming a doctor. You know what? Mm. You are 100% correct. Mm. Mm-hmm. I figured I was. <laughs> no, I mean, I can see where you're coming from, but I was thinking about that. And yeah, I, I just feel like she's closed off from them because... And also consider the kind of upbringing she had. Her dad died when she was young. She feels responsible for it. And her mother clearly made her feel responsible for it. Yeah. Imagine how kind of like shell-shocked you would be and how unable to trust others you would be. While I didn't view it through the proper lens, mm. we've kind of reinforced that if she didn't have the curiosity about the afterlife, there's no way she would have gone along with what they were doing. Oh, that's right. You had like a question. <laughs> I, th- I think, yeah, I mostly just wanted to make sure we, we had a, a shared understanding of her character. Yeah. Um, and not just her being what they say she is. That's very fair. But I, I, I would agree if she didn't have that more of a curiosity. That she, there's no fucking way. No, no fucking, fucking way. way that would have been the biggest plot hole. Oh, my God, no. Yeah, no. no the no. biggest plot hole. 
<laughs> like, she's not an idiot. I mean, come on. Right? Ah, I just thought that was uh, well played. Yeah. Good job spackling that thing up. <laughs> it does make me feel better when they close up plot holes. I'm, I'm a big baby about that. I get so annoyed. Well, it's like we've been trying to find plot holes in stories and trying to find the directions that they're going and the ways that they're leading us there, whether that's through visuals or they lead you in a way that you can infer something. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I'm really not doing very well articulating what I'm thinking about. But essentially, uh, we like taking a look and breaking down those pieces that are the kind of show-don't-tell in yeah. stories. Yeah, so then I kind of just started trying to appreciate more what you don't get told or what you don't see, I think, is a weird way to describe that. <laughs> oh, but I like that. It's the... Uh... I know it's silly, it's just... No, it's a good time. It's it's those little things, the bits and pieces of storytelling that make things interesting. There's uh, there's almost a personality to it. It, it kind of makes me feel like we figured something out or we've made a deeper connection to whatever it is by understanding something and not having them to need to explain it to us again. Oh my God. I know we talked about Billy Baldwin a little bit. Oh yeah. Why? Why, what? Mm. <laughs> why, why? Did he, did he just have to be the sexual release in this movie? Don't say that. <laughs> Does he have to be, like, the sexual harbinger of this movie? I don't know. Like I said, I think somebody called in some favors. But seriously, <laughs> the only purpose he serves is that, that thing that scary movies or thriller movies need, and it's boobs, you know? Oh, I had actually hadn't like, thought about that. that. No, you're right. That's all that it is. He's useless otherwise. He doesn't hang out with anyone else. He doesn't even really. record well. He was using that camera. His, his only job is to record. He's a fucking doctor just like them and all they want him to do is record <laughs> no don't touch anybody yeah okay? exactly we know whoa, what kind whoa, of whoa, person whoa. you are hey hey <laughs> right uh, i don't know i just thought it was it was an interesting situation because there was no other purpose that he served in that movie i couldn't find anything Mm-mm. no he was a dude who was nagging her while they were in class <laughs> which is just like go fuck yourself right and then he freaks out when they're trying to do the first test on kiefer Almost runs away. Uh, what's it called? Um, I'm so high. <laughs> and I was trying to make too many points. Billy Baldwin uh, being useless. <laughs> you know, useless Billy Baldwin. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Yeah, like, the only thing I could find, like, everything that he did, he did poorly in the movie. <laughs> and obviously... Even the women. <laughs> I was just going to say... Yeah, yes. Sorry. I was going to say, they didn't look like they were having a good time. Okay? No. They didn't. And afterwards, you know they felt guilty. And you know, it was, like, super quiet. They right. were not making a lot of noise. They were not having a good time. It was very... So. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ugh. That's why he doesn't see them again. It's not because he doesn't call them. They're just like, oh my God, it was awful. The only fun we derived, the only pleasure they derived was making fun of it (laughs) with their friends. 
Oh, my God. And their girlfriends don't believe them, so they go bang them. <laughs> they're like, oh, my God, you were right. You're so right. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, oh, yeah. poor Billy B. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, so... <laughs> It's just like I, the only purpose was to bring sex. Yeah, that was it. Boobles. Boobles. Needed some boobles. Yeah, those were all the uh, the things I was thinking about. I don't know if we want to go down this road, but I wanted to see if you were open to talking about near death experiences. You know, religion aside, I actually have a logical explanation for the visions that they saw. Oh. I believe yes. Uh. So when they bring them back, they're still they're asleep. They don't wake up as soon as their heart starts. And so they specifically said they're in REM sleep. Yeah. They saw them in REM sleep when they came out <laughs> of the death. And that is exactly what could have happened is they had a dream right in that moment because their brain was a flutter of activity. Coming back to life. Yes. And... Y- you are able to remember more of your dream if you wake up during your dream. Yeah. That is something that they spent money to do studies on, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the things they decide to spend money on. So, technically, you could say that all of these visions that they had were their brain kick-starting back up, and maybe these were very big things in their brain, like a big deal. And that's why it was one of the like, first things they saw. They were being brought back to it. I wonder if that was like an original ending idea. And someone's like, you can't have it all just be a dream. Well, does this, does Dory actually aim to answer what it was? Because... No, they don't. In that scene where <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland was battling the little boy in the back of uh, Kevin Bacon's truck. And Kevin Bacon, for whatever reason, uh, to get in. <laughs> Dude... Like it had cloth all around the back. Yeah. Where Kiefer Sutherland right. was. There was it was a flap. It was a flap. And he throws a rock through the driver's side window. <laughs> like why? Why did you why? And Kiefer Sutherland was right next to the flap. He that was would have right been next I- to it. ideal. I just was I was just like, really? Really? It really? made no sense. Baconator. <laughs> You're better than this. You're better than this. Um but in that scene, they showed Kevin Bacon get in the truck and see him scraping his own face with that yeah. implement. And so maybe the movie is trying to say that, you know, they're punishing themselves. Ooh. And their brain's a little fucked up. So I really think that that kind of goes back to my whole idea about uh, Kiefer Sutherland being oh Catholic. Oh my god, we did go full circle. <laughs> right? Self-legislation, <laughs> atheist, non-denominational mm-hmm. Christian. And then... <laughs> Megalomaniac. So then, does that mean Billy B is like, you know, the, when those hippies raised kids, and that that's what it came <laughs> out as. So we like to rate each of these movies, um, how many Kifi bowls uh, it would take to kind of get through all the story and like talk it out and, and really break everything down. So we give each movie a rating. And uh, I'd say that this one probably is going to come down to about two Kifi bowls. Mm-hmm. I think that there was some pretty decent storytelling techniques yeah. that they used in here and they kind of uh, plastered over some plot holes <laughs> <laughs> by... Uh, character designation <laughs> and uh, yeah like i just think overall they did yeah. a good job and the I, acting was really the good. acting was really good i i really enjoyed it um i agree it was very good and and 
and Kiefer Sutherland 100% came across as a megalomaniac. In the end there, it was, like, undoubtable. Like, oh, yeah. Like, for sure. And they're all like, everything's okay again. It's like, except he's still an asshole. Right. He'll never not be an asshole. No. I don't think he's going to recover even no. after that death no. experience. That little boy doesn't forgive you. He just wants to actually go back to heaven and forget about you. This was his, uh, his like, cheat day in heaven. <laughs> God was like, yeah, you can kick the shit they, out they of him. They get a purge day. He's like, they're fucking around down there so yeah you guys can kick the shit out of them they have like a purge day where you can go down and beat up someone <laughs> exactly but yeah i think we've uh we've kind of gotten through our two keefy bowls here i think you're right so uh thanks for joining us uh definitely subscribe we're currently working on getting more platforms find us on spotify we were recently approved for google and a few uh, others but podbean, uh, podbean yeah. is uh, where we currently are and you can uh, find us on instagram at kefer ibkh that's kefer i barely knew her and our website is kefer ibkh.com definitely give credit to the individual who created the music uh, Mr. Kevin McLeod. McLeod! McLeod! Um, uh, feature episodes will come out on Tuesdays. Um, we're still looking for suggestions of movies. If you have any uh, in mind, please let us know. And I uh, hope you guys can join us next time, and we'll see where the story takes us. Mm-hmm.